Aloha, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome to our podcast, Disability with Malama. My name is Leland, and I am your host today. I am going to be talking with our executive director, Roxanne Bowden, and one of our IL specialists, Corinne Rydell. And we are talking about how it was like to travel during COVID-19. As we all know, COVID-19 has definitely changed the way things have been as far as traveling is concerned. You know, all of our normals are not normal anymore. So um, I'm so glad to have Roxanne and Corinne here to talk about how it was like to travel internationally during COVID-19. How are you both doing today? Great, thank you. <laughs> We're doing great, thank you for having us. Great, so kind of to start, what was the process like leaving Hawaii to go international? And um, Corinne, if you can start. Yeah, it was quite challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I see I see Roxanne nodding. So I guess you are in the same boat. Um, I mean, travel into Ireland is already quite challenging, but internationally, that was yeah, that was very time consuming and f- and confusing. And um, mm. but I guess we managed because we are back here, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, first you had to find out um, what the regulations are in, um, but not just um, here, uh, but also internationally. So you had to find out what website are they using um, to um, give you the right information. And so and then later on, I find out the airlines also have uh rules and regulations that differ eventually from the country. So um, it was quite the essential research that that was needed. And could you briefly say which country you went to? Yeah, I went to Germany. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So um, yeah, um, I'm I'm from Germany and I wanted to uh, visit my family. It was very, I I gave it a long thought because I go like, do I really do this during COVID? And, uh, but um, I skipped it in 2020 because of COVID. And then in 2021, I thought, uh, well, we are, it looks like it's staying with us. So might as well go now because my dad is 88 and my mom is 84 and I definitely wanted to see them. So, um, yeah, so that's why I chose to travel. And plus, I was already vaccinated at the time. So that gave me another mm-hmm. boost, like feeling a little bit more, um, you know, I have a, at least a little bit pro- protection. Okay. And Roxanne, do you feel like it was the same? Like Corinne mentioned that the airlines had a different process versus the place that you're going to. So even though Germany had their process, what airline did you use, Corinne? Well, I used uh, United Airlines and Lufthansa. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's it's quite the journey, actually. It's, uh, uh, it's I would, uh, with the layover in LAX, it was a 26 hour trip. And uh, yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah, so uh, just the thought of wearing a mask for 26 hours was like, uh, oh, no. Right. So but thankfully, my husband came up with a great idea. He um, because I was like really getting anxious about it, right? The 
do I have all the right documents? Did I upload everything right? Do I, uh, it was so many questions and, and what if they change the restrictions suddenly, right? While I'm there or while I'm in the middle of it or, and so it's, it's quite the anxiety that came along with the pre-planning. And so I, um, yeah, my husband had the idea um, because I said, oh my God, I can't wear a mask for 26 hours. How do I gonna do that? And so he said, well, United Airlines has a little club um, that, you, um, that has an outside area. Uh, he found out, you know, because we have been online so much, then this was a little treat we got from the research yeah. we did. And so and they have an outside area and balcony you can go on. And that was, um, I had an eight hour layover in LAX. And that was like, uh, oh, it was God said, you know, right. <laughs> like taking the mask off for these um, eight hours. Well, not quite the eight hours, but for quite some time so that at was least you time. had yeah you had some time to at least take a break from it right um, I was the only one outside because uh, people preferred the AC inside so uh, it was you know the sun was shining outside and there was no shade but I didn't care I go like no mask perfect <laughs> so that sounds breathe. great yeah because yeah. I took I actually um bought the N95 because I wanted to have a good mask for travel and so and that is a little bit difficult uh, to, to breathe through and so um, it was nice to have that break in between. Great and Roxanne what about your experience traveling to where did you go again? So I went to Guam so I think Karen went the opposite direction she went to Europe and then I went closer to Asia so I thought that's why it was pretty interesting for us to both to share our experiences. Right. I, I think for me um, the stressful thing is that Guam was also having, we, we had the COVID-19 and then there was that, um, that the, uh, gosh, the Delta I, variants. Okay. So we had the Delta variant and that was beginning to show in Hawaii, but then Guam also had the Wu variant. So there was a um, double and, and Guam's restrictions are very, very tight. And so I was afraid that if I got into Guam, I may not be able to get out of Guam and come right, to Hawaii right. because Hawaii also has its restrictions. So a, a, another layer of stressor for me was just that timing element, right? I had right. to wait for Guam to accept me in and say, okay, it's good to go. I'm not going to be quarantined. That was my biggest concern um, because I only had two weeks and I know folks that were traveling back and forth to Guam, whether you're coming from Hawaii or California or Japan or wherever, you were immediately quarantined for two weeks. Well, I would lose any time I would have to visit my family. So I really was in communication with a lot of my girlfriends, especially those who worked at the Guam airport to ask that, like, if I land, I'm not going to be quarantined, right? And they're like, nope, you're not going to be quarantined. I was fully vaccinated. Um, I took the additional step of waking up very early Friday morning to go to um, Honolulu Airport and get the free COVID testing just so I had one more additional paper right. to show Guam. Um, but also Guam, uh, aside from my COVID vaccine card, I had to show an additional verification that my COVID vaccine card was legitimate. So when you enter into Guam, your COVID vaccine card is not um, sufficient. You have to show two forms of official documents. So that was stressor for me because uh, my girlfriends 
made me aware of it just like a couple of weeks before going into Guam. And so I, you know, we were vaccinated um, as a essential employee and I was able to call um, the Lieutenant Governor's office to um, get a contact for my Oahu staff to be vaccinated. So we were vaccinated with our first dose in February, but it was done when there was the mass, you know, vaccination going on. So it was at the Windward Community Health Center. So I'm calling them to say, can you issue me a letter that verifies that the COVID vaccine card that you folks gave me is legitimate? Uh, they couldn't do it. They, they gave me the runaround and told me I had to call a number with Department of Health. I emailed them. You know, I called them. The number I called would go to a voicemail. I don't know how many days I was calling. I was beginning to get very nervous and scared. So then I called my um, primary physician. And I said, can you folks write me up a letter that verifies that my COVID vaccine is legitimate? So I did get a letter from my care, primary care doctor. But in the meantime, one of my friends from California, imagine this, he was able to find a number or an email for me to email here in Honolulu for them to finally send me a letter of certification um, that says this vaccine is legitimate. So I had both just in case. And then, of course, my extra um, additional information was the fact that when I was entering into Guam, I was COVID negative, right? I wanted to have all those layers just so I can get into Guam. So that was my, my concern. So those were uh, a lot of the stressors. And I, I have to tell you, um, just trying to do my work and trying to make sure that uh, my son was going to be okay while I was gone for those two weeks and make sure he had enough food because he does not drive. <laughs> he had enough food for two weeks to last him, right. you know, and then just my entering and exiting was very, very, very stressful on me. And I, it was not an enjoyable process just, you know, heading over to Guam. Uh, when you, when you landed on Guam, they had a designated line and you had to show you know, your paperwork, and then they approved you to be able to exit to get your luggage and stuff like that. So it was, um, it, it, it's a whole new process. So it's, and it was very, um, unlike Karen, I didn't have to transfer. So I had a direct flight to Guam, it was eight hours. And um, I also bought the, the N95. But like you were saying, Cam, uh, Karen, it's very, very tight on the face. I didn't like that. I have asthma already. Right. And I was, it was, I was struggling to breathe. So what I did is I used the regular mask, but then I put the, the cloth mask on top of that. So I was, I was doing a double mask just, just so I can breathe, but also try to have that extra layer of protection. And that's what I did. And, and um, I was pleasantly surprised because United separated us. Um, when I flew to the neighbor islands, we were all seated together. But when I was flying to Guam, you were separated. So there was spaces in between the seats, which I thought, wow, this is pretty good. I feel a little bit comfortable because I'm not just right next to somebody. You know, they gave us spaces in between. So I, I, I was very happy about that. Oh, wow, that, uh, that you mentioned that. Uh, yeah. That was my concern as well. I mean, I, I absolutely can relate to the stresses you had, you know, to find mm -hmm. out having somebody, I mean, just getting someone on the phone oh. forever, <laughs> right? I mean, you yes. could not get people on the phone. You were like in the line for hours and hours uh, sometimes. And But yeah, with the seating, actually, um, neither of my airlines uh, did the gap in between so they the, oh. the plane was almost full so wow. when I saw this when I booked online and I saw this I got like oh I do not want to sit next to somebody I want to have right. that gap in between right because you're eating you I mean you, the, the the flight from LAX to Frankfurt is 11 hours so um, 
and so what I did is I booked myself seat a seat in each plane and then I when I saw somebody sat next to me I hopped somewhere else and I did that until I actually um, had to um, travel and I ended up having no one uh, next to me that way right but <laughs> it was quite like oh somebody sat next to me again I got a switch right so wow yeah but um, so yeah that was another layer of protection I wanted to just put in between because ultimately I went to a place where I went to my parents which are elderly and I was so 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 scared that I'm bringing them COVID right because that would have defeated the purpose so <laughs> and so um, an an another layer of protection I did was um, that my sister picked me up over there and we still kept the mask on and she drove me straight to a testing um, uh, station there and I tested myself because after that 72 hours test that I had already that was like four days now gone so I could have possibly picked up which might have or might have not shown so um it's all this not knowing right that that causes you to stress and be anxious and and and, and so but after all it it went well and it turned out good and i could love on my parents and my family and um that was all worth it really it was all worth it <laughs> yeah as much as we don't want to travel right now because of everything it's still really great that you had both of you had the opportunity to go visit family make sure they're okay and still get back safely despite all of the issues that are happening um roxanne you mentioned that you needed to have two verifications to confirm that your vaccination card was indeed valid I'm assuming this is because people have been having fraudulent vaccination cards or basically, I, you know, I forget the word for it, but like. Yes, it's, it's because vaccination. Cards. Yeah, they're, yes, they are. Um, I, I forget the word too. It escapes me, but they are. Um, uh, gosh, foraging. Are you foraging? foraging yes. <laughs> foraging. Yes. Yes. And there, in fact, somebody was arrested. I think it was even in Hawaii where they lied about being vaccinated. They had this false vaccination card. So Guam was taking those extra precautions because, you know, it's kind of the hub way to Asia. You know, it's only three hours to Japan, right. you know, four hours to the Philippines. So the proximity from Asian countries to Guam and Guam is uh, part of the United States is much closer than it is to Hawaii. So they have to take so much precaution. And we have a high population of Russians that are that live on Guam, too, because it's closer right. for mm -hmm. them to get to Guam. So those were those additional cautions, precautions I had to take. And like Karen, too, my mom is 83, you know, and I do have a brother who is high risk and he has an intellectual disability. And, you know, even my mom, the first question she asked was, are you vaccinated? <laughs> I said, yes, <laughs> I'm vaccinated. And she goes, I want to make sure you don't have COVID. And I said, mom, I'm literally waking up like five o'clock in the morning to go down to Honolulu airport to take this test like two days before I jump on the flight. So yes, I'm going to make sure that my testing is negative, you know? So she was worried too, as much as she loves me, she's, she's very, very afraid because, um, she has been looking at the newspaper and then just the community news of, you know, um, folks in her age range and, and people with uh, many health issues that are just passing away, you know, and it frightens right. her, you know, every time she opens up the newspaper is, oh, my gosh, somebody died again. And it's, you know, everybody knows everybody. And so that has um, been a concern. But 
did, did, did you uh, ask yourself constantly too, how are people doing this if they don't have a printer, if they don't have a smartphone, if they don't have uh, access to internet, right? I was yeah. like, without all these things, I would have been not able to conquer all this research, right? So um, yeah. that is quite, uh, and you have all these apps on your, that you have to download and show um, TSA, not TSA, but you know, the, uh, uh, um, yeah, no, I'm missing the word. No, no, no it's TSA. It's TSA. And custom. And custom, yes. It's both. It's both TSA right. and then it's right. customs, right. yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, um, because, uh, or, you know, if you, uh, you also have to, uh, another um, thought I had, um, you know, I can do different kind of travels. Usually I do two jumps, right? I go um, Hawaii and then Houston or so, and then, uh, no, LAX Houston, and then go over. But this time I did the straight with a layover because I was thinking, what if it's de delayed, right? Because you heard also, what if they cancel? And then you are stranded, right? Or you can't get your next flight. And so I go like, I'd rather do the long layover in LAX and have just two hop, you know, like from here to mainland and mainland to uh, Europe, and then do an extra flight in between. So you had to rethink your what you usually do to make it, smooth right to uh, and hopefully and then always that worry do i have everything i need <laughs> right and i think yeah. Corinne, even for you 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 were changing your seats you said to make sure that you were by yourself so that's even something i don't think you did that before or did no, you? no never okay ever no <laughs> but that's even something different to think right. about too and right. imagine if somebody did end up sitting next to you on the last you know right before the trip ended up happening what would you have done well i mean there's nothing you can do right i mean if yeah. you i mean it's like you just hope that the other people uh, next to you are as responsible as as you right. try to be right so um there's nothing you can do um, right yeah you know, because ultimately, yeah, normally... I, I probably i don't know if i would have eaten then or i yeah, probably i would have still you know i i don't know what i would have done so so the flight, when you leave Honolulu to LAX and United, do they feed you, Karen, or do you have to purchase food? Uh, you have to purchase food from, uh, if you want to, from, from Hawaii too. So United doesn't, but Lufthansa does. They Lufthansa, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the same like for me, leaving Honolulu on United um, directly to Guam, they don't feed you. Mm -hmm. You have to purchase the food. So mm -hmm. I know that uh, before when I went back to Guam, I went through Japan, you know, this is pre-pandemic because mm -hmm. they feed you. And I will take that additional four hours on right. my eight hour flight right. because I don't have to purchase food. Right. It, it's because it's you're, you're passing through uh, Japan. So it becomes um, uh, an additional leg and they they just feed you. And, and I love it. And the service is great. But, you know, Japan was also being very restrictive. You couldn't come in. And so I, I didn't have an alternative route. I just had to go directly, you know, to Guam. And then also United pretty much monopolizes the flight from Honolulu or the mainland going to Guam. There, there is no other air carrier, you know, which is uh, so the, the flight going to Guam is extremely expensive, you know, just to get there um, because of that monopoly. You know, they can charge whatever they want because folks who are going to come to that part of the, the you know, the country, they're going to pay what, whatever they're going to pay just to get home. So how, how is the time difference in Guam to here? 
So Guam is a day ahead and four hours behind. So right now it's 11.28 in Hawaii Friday. It's actually Saturday on Guam and 7.28 um, in the morning. So it's Saturday, 7.28. All right. Yeah, because that was another challenge because, you know, like when you had, for example, to do the negative test and 72 hours prior. Now, mm -hmm. my question was prior to what? Prior to book, uh, going on, on the, uh, entering the airline, prior to entering the country or prior to what, right? So right. Th that, that was like, and then 72 hours, I had to do the math because my trip is always already 24 hours. So I go right. like, and what if the plane is delayed? Then, you know, it wouldn't, so it was like, I, I, I was, uh, it was, it was actually funny i went to kaisers to get my test and the nurse and i we were like sitting there and counting when i have to do the test so that it's right right that it's yeah. 70, not more than 72 72 hours, hours. yeah yeah and uh, yeah you know in germany when your sister took you to a place to take your testing did you have to pay for your testing well that was another uh, challenging one because the state of hawaii will only accept Uh, from trusted travel partners right, right? yes i don't know yes. did you have to thankfully it's the same because, as guam right yeah. and, but this the thankfully because we had been vaccinated we didn't have to go through this it didn't right. matter to us but i was thinking oh my when if i had to listen to this right it was what is it asova clear and common pass they are accepting well that would have been another challenge finding those right. trusted partners in germany right yes <laughs> because yes. um i don't know i haven't really researched into it but that would have been another challenge of uh, where to go and so right. but um united airlines also had um a, a laboratory that they uh, um uh, that they Uh, recommended to and so I had to drive 10 miles in Germany to get there and I had to pay there f although in Germany usually everything was free at the time uh, they changed that too but at the time it was all free there was testing stations everywhere it was so easy to get tested over there and um, so but yeah um, and that that was another challenge what the airlines required didn't match what Hawaii was uh, requiring so then that was another worry like which one do I do now right so um, and then you had to get people on the phone to find out and that take took a lot of time as well so yeah it it, it definitely requires pre-planning the international travel otherwise <laughs> it would be very very extremely stressful <laughs> Yeah, I, I also traveled um, earlier in the year to head to the mainland and specifically Virginia. And that was a nightmare for me as well, because, again, you're saying Hawaii only accept trusted, you know, establishment. And so leaving Hawaii to Virginia was okay. I uploaded all my information and stuff. Um, they did, you know, seat us together with individuals. I, you know, there was no spacing. So it wasn't just my neighbor island trips that I noticed that, but just heading out to the mainland. And I had to have a connecting flight. Um, I think it was um, Hawaii, and then I stopped in Houston, and then Houston to New Jersey, then New Jersey to Virginia. And then on my way back, it was only Virginia to New Jersey, and then New Jersey straight to Honolulu. Well, coming back, I noticed a lot of people were so frustrated because, you know, if you did not answer that health survey on the safe travels Hawaii or the travel right. safe Hawaii. Yes, it doesn't trigger that. to give you the QR code. 
So I, I know that we had to drive a long way to find a Walgreens, which has the testing that Hawaii requires. And it was free, you know, because in Honolulu, you know, prior, I mean, this was early in April. I remember our staff members, um, you know, who travel neighbor island had to constantly keep paying, you know, at the, the longs or whatever that, you know, um, was here. And that's $139 a pop, you know, leaving Honolulu to get to whether it's the big island or Maui or, or Molokai. And then on their way back to get into Honolulu, they had to go find the longs again and pay another 139 You know, fortunately, for this particular staff member, it fell under their program. And that was, you know, expenses because it's her travel is related to her position. But imagine that, I mean, 139 times two, that's a financial hardship on families, you know? So um, I was very fortunate that the Walgreens in Virginia was free. I was able to get my rapid testing and I was able to upload it to the Travel Safe Hawaii, get my, answer the, the, the health survey and get my QR code. So when I landed in New Jersey, um, I was able to get my wristband right away. And there was a lot of folks as I was waiting for my flight to Honolulu, that we're frustrated because Hawaii seems to be so strict, right? Which I'm, I'm happy our, our island is strict because we're helping to prevent the spread of COVID. But I know folks who were just traveling could not understand why they needed this. They did not know to go onto the travel site, even though your airlines tells you, United does say, you know, before you get your ticket or when they remind you is don't forget, you know, Hawaii has its, um, traveling restrictions, please log on to the Travel Safe Hawaii. It does give you that information, but I think some people don't read it or they're just, I don't know, if they just don't even want it, they just think it's information that they don't need to know and then they're stuck there at the airport and before they can even get a wristband, you know, they're having to log on, they're having to create an account, they're having to do all these things just with their phone, right? So it becomes very frustrating and I saw, you know, not just the impatience of people, but a lot of people were being angry, you know, because they didn't understand the process. I saw folks who were English was not their first language and they didn't understand that. So there was a lot of language barrier, you know, issues that were going on and the United staff was doing the best that they, they could do, you know, um, because their job was just to be able to issue that band, you know, that, that band. So when you landed in Hawaii, you can just go directly to pick up your luggage and didn't have to stand in a whole separate line if you didn't get that wristband. Um, so it was it was kind of scary, you know, because I was just watching people's moods. I was watching their tempers, you know, I was just watching and observing and I just in my head reflecting like this was not the time to travel. I mean, I went for a family emergency because I had to. But I, I tell you, the whole time I was anxious. Um, this was also a time where folks were attacking, you know, Asians. You know, there was a lot of hate. Again, I am very Asian, especially with my short hair. And I was very scared, you know, and nervous the whole time I kept saying, just don't look at me. I mean, thankfully, I'm very short. So I think people miss me. But, you know, again, they also know that Asians are very short. And I was, um, you know, I was a little bit afraid. I was constantly texting my kids just, you know, saying, oh, I just, I just, mommy just needs to get home. I just need to get from point A to point B. I'm not going to bother anybody. going to mind my business, do what I need to do and just get on the flight. And I, I can't tell you the relief I felt when I was on the New Jersey flight heading back to Honolulu. I felt safer because I knew the minute I landed in Hawaii, all my worries or anxieties of just even the potential of being racially attacked or anything was gone. It was just lifted, you know, but while I was traveling to the mainland, I was always on high alert and something I've never had to do, you know, and it was just, um, it was very worrisome and it was very scary. 
Well, yeah, I think we are all going through that, uh, you know, that tension and, and uh, because we are ultimately dealing with something we can't see and not, not we can't see it, we can't feel it, we can't smell it, right? And so it's out there somewhere and we don't know where and so that causes uh, anxiety. But one thing that trip actually changed in me was I was fairly anxious before because like what I just said, that COVID is so unpredictable, right? And so, but going through the process of all this, the international travel and um, uh, coming back, uh, going there safely and coming back safely, um, the anxiety went away, you know, because over there actually I went into buses, subways, trains uh, in Europe, that's all there, right? There's a lot of foot traffic everywhere, um, lots of people everywhere and all the, I mean, I was in the major airports, Frankfurt and Los Angeles, it's crowded and um, and and I even went to an open air concert over there. <laughs> Uh, which was very, very safe because it was outside and the people were uh, widespread, right? It was extremely safe. But still, um, um, that doing all this showed me it's possible to live with COVID, right? It's possible to go through this safely and, and, and live through it and live with it, actually. And that's what we ultimately probably have to learn to live with COVID and still do our live our life right and enjoy it because that's um, really important for our mental health for our souls for our everything for the good mood for happiness and um, yeah so that helped me actually the trip to get rid of my anxiety and and realize that that it's possible I think what you're talking on touching on is very important it's like establishing a, what our new normal is. And that is living, you know, with this um, COVID-19, you know, we, we just have to figure out a way because we need to establish what is normal for us. We have to go back to our daily work, our daily lives, you know, and, and be engaging, you know, um, every state has its own rules and regulations and parameters. People are lifting the bands now and allowing for more interaction. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you, um, Karen. Um, it, it, I think for me going home, there were still a lot of restrictions just because of Guam, it was it was now experiencing the, the Wu variant, which Hawaii hadn't even had yet. So I was, you know, you got the COVID-19, you got the Delta variant and you got the Wu variant. So that's like three different layers, right? So there, my going out was kept to a minimum. I just stayed home with my mom, cared for her and my brother. I went to the local grocery store whenever I had to. And that was about it, you know? And then of course, before I left Guam, I went to the clinic to get my COVID testing just to make sure I didn't get COVID while I was on Guam. So when I enter into Hawaii, I at least had that documentation, so. Yeah. Was there anything you guys wanna pass on to our listeners? Any advice you wanna say to kind of end this on a high note or, you know, um, I, I really enjoyed the, the conversation between you two and just really talking about your experiences, but let's also give our listeners some kind of takeaways and what, you know, and I'm sure some are already seasoned travelers during COVID and some are, you know, really wanting to go again because they like, like you both, you need, they need to see family again, or there's a health situation going on and they just need to leave. So what kind of advice would you give to um, our listeners in making sure that they travel safely and that they get home safely, they get to their destination safely? 
I, I think it's research, like like uh, Corinne was talking about. Do your research. You know, um, wherever your destination's at, make sure you research. You you know you uh, if you have family or friends there, ask them questions. You know, what are the local rules or regulations? Has anything changed? Because you know, at the drop of the dime. You know what we're listening to right now in the news tomorrow it could change you know their governor or their mayor or whoever could change that rule right away but also as corinne mentioned the airlines you know what airlines are you flying on what are their rules and regulations you know so i think it's just try to be as informed as possible you know whether it's researching online but in conjunction with talking to the folks that you're going to be seeing wherever you land at as well and if possible, start early with it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. It, it is true because when you need to get information from another party, it you know we're taking it for granted that if we call them up, someone's going to answer the phone. And as both Corinne and no. I experienced, that's not no, true. Not you know, true. we're calling yes. for days. We have to email. We it's right. so you're absolutely right. In that research, it's allow yourself some time, you know, give yourself that additional time that you're going to need. Thank you, Karen. That's a good point. Yeah. And then ultimately, enjoy your trip, uh, trip be yes. safe and um, just live your life, right? Because yeah. that's what we got to do. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, great. Thank you so much, Corinne and Roxanne for um, being our guests today. Um, again, this is Disability with Malama. And um, we look forward to talking with you guys soon. Aloha. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.